sweet of him. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. It was basically a cube with inside of sphere where the points of the cube uh, were touching outside of the sphere. States. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Have you ever looked up to the skies and seen something you can't explain? Or walked deep in the forest and sensed something watching you? Do you believe in an afterlife or a hidden veil that can communicate with the living? Then you need Shadows of Your Mind magazine. Download all issues completely free at shadowsmagazine.co.uk. Shadows of your mind, where your search for the answers begins. Hi everyone and welcome back to That UFO Podcast. As always, my name is Andy and very excited to bring you a new, I say a new show, but it's going to be a preview, hopefully one we do regularly or as regularly as the magazine comes out. I've got Dave Partridge from Shadows of Your Mind magazine and, of course, one of my colleagues over at UAP Media UK. Dave, how are we doing today? Yeah, not too bad, Andy. Thanks for having me on. It's nice to try something different. Yeah, and I've been saying this to you for a while, haven't I? Like, they're getting this done, but <laughs> yeah. the magazine takes up, as we've talked about before, a whole load of your time. If people listen to the podcast, they'll have heard me mention it on lots of different occasions, and the adverts played on quite a few podcasts as well for the magazine. Just before we go into previewing the month's magazine, which we'll just talk very briefly about a few different articles and stuff, for people who are new to this, Dave, what is uh, yeah. the magazine about? You know, that's maybe slightly obvious, but how did it start as well? What's a little bit of the history of it? Um, to be honest, I just started it because I needed to try and make sense of everything that I was reading and um, all the videos that I was watching, all the people I was listening to. Um, and I wanted to try and start the UFO wiki page um, or database just to um, you know just try and make sense of it for my own personal you know, satisfaction but then uh, because of my background in magazine design and publishing I thought well you know I might as well just use my skills to to an advantage and um, put something out and see if people read it and they have which is great so it's um, yeah, when it's was it much... you started it um the idea first came in like July 2017 I think and then First issue came out in November of that year, so a month after TTSA started. And then what happened? Yeah, carried on, did six issues till March 2019, took a year off. And then because of lockdown last year, I just started it back up again with some old interviews that I had left over. And yeah, just kept going from there now. Well, I remember the first ad I'd obviously spoke to you, you reached out to me to say what well, you'd just heard the podcast and yeah, the podcast was pretty new at the time and stuff as well. And the magazine was starting back up and would I be interested in uh, talking to you for it, um, yeah. which was great. Was it um, Was it the round table piece you were doing at the time? Yeah, uh, I think, I, think it was I, was, yeah, I spoke to you about the, about the podcast first. Because um, I wanted to, you know, I heard the, the guest that you had, you had on right at the start of, the, um, right at the start of your um, should we say UFO career? Yeah, yeah. Um, call it a career if you want. Yeah, <laughs> something something like that. Yeah, yeah. 
So just the people that you were getting on, like straight away, I was um, pretty impressed with that. So I just, you know, gave you a shout out and um, called you up. We spoke for a bit, uh, just lend my support to your podcast, basically. And then, yeah, from then I invited you on to the round table about, what was it that came out? New York Times article. That's it, yeah. Yeah, so there was the, the second one that, yeah, I think it was the rumoured crash retrieval one, wasn't it? That, that never quite it, yeah. became crash retrieval fully, but yeah. Yeah, the one with the Harry Reid. Um, Retracted. Retractions, yeah. Yes, that's yeah, the that one, good. yeah. Yeah, so there was like you, there was um, Adam, also at UAP Media, there was uh, Danny Silver, Ryan Sprague, um, Jay from Project Unity, I think, as well. And yeah, I mean, that was. I mean, from there, obviously, you and Dan had the idea of UAP Media, and you know we've kept in touch and worked together ever since. Yes, it's been a funny old journey in a very short time. <laughs> it seems like we've been doing it a lot longer, but from the get go, Dave, I've always said the magazine mm. itself like is incredible. The quality of it, it's. Do you know what? I I don't think I can say it's a one man job anymore. Although you're probably still doing ninety five percent of the work. Um, it's good to see you getting some articles sent in and written for it as well that you're not literally doing every single piece of it. Well, um, definitely, because it doesn't need my voice all the way through it. Um, you know, it's nice to have different people in there, different opinions, um, you know, different subjects I would normally approach or cover. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely nice to actually reach out to people and say, oh, do you want to, you know, do you want to write something? And again, I would say to anyone listening to this, like if you fancy and you you can write and you've got a subject or something you're interested in, reach out to Dave. Um, that's oh, yeah, not absolutely. to say he's going to stick it in the magazine because it's got a very high quality and a high standard. But do you know what? If if you think you can contribute, um, certainly checking out a copy of the magazine, which is totally free. There's no charge for it. So you should be downloading it and reading it. And we're going to get into some of the content as well. But yeah, yeah speak to Dave. Um, this month, First off, the cover is designed by Olaf Rockner. Olaf reached out to me a couple yeah. of months ago just saying, could I share some of his art? And um, I'd shared the sphere stuff, the pyramid stuff, the uh, I think it was the, the kind of bravery type um, incident, just his interpretations of it. And he's got a beautiful style. Um, the stuff looks amazing. So check out Olaf's store. But the, the magazine's got Olaf's cover this, this time as well, hasn't it? If you want to talk a little bit on that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I... Have you heard of the observation deck? Um, it's this kind of, yeah, it's like roadblocks for adults who are into UFOs, basically. So, yeah, I was just on that, and I went into the gallery because I wanted to check out uh, Dan's work because he's got um, a gallery and you know, his art's in the virtual gallery on that. And, yeah, I, I'd heard that Olaf was in there as well, so I just had a look at some of his art and then just reached out to him and said, look, I'm doing a thing on uh, triangles. Do you fancy coming up with something for the cover? Um, and he was very happy to do it so we just went back and forth i sent him a little brief um you know and he's just we had this idea because of that photo that's always been rumored to be uh going around the ic intelligence community of a triangle coming out of the ocean in front of a u.s ship um i thought i'd maybe do something like that but just add a few more a few more in and um, see what happens i mean it fits in perfectly with david marler's interview as well because the I mean you you've interviewed David Marlow before and you know that his knowledge about um all the triangle reports over the years is just incomparable to anybody else in this field. 
Yeah, and you've you've mentioned it that David Marler is one of the main features, if not mm-hmm. the main feature, of the magazine this month. Uh, yeah, great to talk to, fantastic knowledge, really nice guy. Um, a lot to contribute to this subject as well, especially when it comes to the triangular UFOs. Um, what can people expect to see in the the piece from David Marler? Well, we go through the case that one of his first cases that he investigated in Illinois, where a triangle was tracked by various different police forces um, from Lebanon, Illinois, all the way to the outskirts of St. Louis. <clears throat> and in that as well, there's um, there's comparisons with the Belgian UFO wave of 1989 and 90, where a similar thing happened uh, near the German border, where different town or village police forces were actually notified that there's something coming your way. Can you just have a look and see see if you can see anything? And obviously all these police officers, you know, they're thinking that someone's yanking their chain or, um, you know, it's just a load of rubbish. But when they actually see it, they go, actually, yeah, I can see something. Um, you know, it's been described as like 300 feet across. Um, it's got lights on it. Um, windows as well, I think, at one point someone Is described the- the incident that was un- unidentified with the audio, the audio was played from it, from the police radios? Possibly, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty, so the audio was there, and I, I, I would put money on it being on unidentified. It was season two, episode three, David Marler was part of. Um, I know that one off by heart, at least. But, yeah, I remember you hear the audio from the police talking yeah. about it, and like you say, it's very much the, you know, we've seen this thing, you guys should be kind of seeing it now, are you getting anything? And then it cuts to the, those officers saying, uh, yeah, we've got this black triangle passing overhead and they can see it and they describe it and it's it's pretty fascinating. So, yeah, um, like you say, David's knowledge is, is unmatched on this as well. He is, and, you know, we just don't talk, we don't just talk about the triangles. It's about his projects that he's undergoing at the moment, which is collating as many archives that he can. Um, he's taking delivery of uh, J. Allen Hynek's files, um, personal files as well so it's got the original blue book material in there it's got high next bloats in the margins on some of those cases um, and where he's crossed bits out of you know the US Air Force claimed it was born lightning and high next crossed it out and put no unidentified you know why did the Air Force investigate this further that kind of thing but he's got uh, like NICAP files which was Donald Keogh's um, organisation he's trying to get hold of others but he's also he's got the NICAP physical files, the actual documentation and the paperwork, but he's also got the audio files of the interviews with witnesses and investigators. So that's that's a really good thing that he's doing, keeping it all together. Let me go into um, you know, what his plans are for all that research and how he's gonna digitize it for everybody to have access to in the future. That's it. And if people want to read that, obviously they can download the magazine for the detail and the devil is in the detail, as we know. Uh, Scott Brown is also on there from In The Field, Scott Brown ITF on Twitter. Scott Brown's a good guy I go to for, do you know what, he's not a debunker. He's not a, he's, he's a healthy sceptic. He's a really good guy for sending over images and just saying, look, at a glance, what, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. And he's the image I put online last month where I'd taken a picture of, you know, basically a UFO in the sky. Yeah. But the... The object that appeared in the picture wasn't the one I was taking the picture of. Yeah. The, the object that I was trying to take a picture of wasn't there. However, this tic-tac-looking thing was. Uh, and I sent it to Scott on, on Twitter just to say, what do you think of this? Because obviously I've zoomed in. Here's the screenshot. Um, that wasn't there when I took the picture. Not that I could see. However, with the actual picture itself, it, it's I know it's relatively near an airport. 
so I, I sent it to Scott, but he said that it was funny. He analysed that picture very quickly for me and just said, do you know what? I would say it potentially looks like it's got a tail, like an aircraft would. However, yeah. if it has a tail, the, the aircraft's upside down. So I'm going to say that it's it's not a conventional airplane. But uh, it was like, do you know what? It's an interesting image nonetheless, and that's as much as we could get from it, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's a good guy to go to. So what are you talking to Scott about in the magazine this month? Well, basically just that kind of thing. Um, because he's doing what investigators should do and actually looking at the photos and analysing them and seeing what's about what was about at the time, whether there are any other witness um, corroborations about you know the area. Um, we go into kind of his history as well. So when he was a young lad, um, he disappeared from his home for a few hours. Um, and, you know, I think he's spoken about that on a few radio shows before, but, you know, we go into that a little bit more. But the the processes he goes through um, when looking at footage and looking at photos is meticulous. So I think there was something on Twitter the other day saying that um, he makes up photos and then debunks them to try and make himself look bigger than he is, or better than he is, which is absolute. Well, I, I've always considered him a straight straight guy. You know, he's he's made one fake photo which appeared in uh, Diane Pasulka's book, American Cosmic. And he did that for like an online competition to see if this website asked if people could make a UFO photo that could fool everybody. And his was featured on their website because they were so impressed by it. Um, But after he saw that go on other websites and stories were made up about that shot saying, oh, a paper boy photographed it on his round one morning and other things like that, he just said he wasn't going to do any more fake photographs. But yeah, he's, um, yeah, I can't believe how much work actually goes into studying the photographs, whether you're looking for JPEG artifacts, you know, building up a library of known images, identifiables, such as birds, balloons, planes, bugs, everything like that. So yeah, that was a really good one. Awesome. And uh, also our very own UAP Media's own Graham Rendo has an article on the Calvine UFO as well. This is one that just never seems to go away, does it? Um, the, the photograph, it's got the, the computer-generated image of what the photograph apparently looks like. It's one that, as times went on, I've said before on the podcast, I'm probably more and more under the impression that it was probably US tech from what people say. I can't remember, Dave, what your opinion of it was as well. Um, but there was there was definitely something went on, and what's what's the gist of Graham's piece? Um, it's, he's just basically looking at the case for with fresh eyes. Um, you know, he's taking the original reports. Um, he's, you know, obviously the photos don't exist that we know of. Um, the Daily Record did never had the negatives back, but yeah, he's just examining the case, um, looking at it from the MOD point of view, the Air Force point of view, and you know, Graham, he's got such a vast knowledge of. Um, aviation and British planes especially and you know RAF bases around there that he just does a pretty deep dive into it but there's also a couple of other instances in the 90s that he talks about which could be related so that's that was good to talk to him about that brilliant and uh, a few other articles to highlight there's one about a Chilean UFO in the 17th century Deborah Katz going into detail on Ingo Swan um, anything else stand out for you people should look forward to in this one? Uh, yeah, this year sees the 50th anniversary of Led Zeppelin IV, um, the classic album which features uh, Stairway to Heaven. 
And I spoke to author Lance Gilbert a few months ago, who, well, a couple of months ago, who has written a book about the so-called Led Zeppelin curse. And this stems from Jimmy Page's interest in the occult, a guy that he met up with called Kenneth Anger, um, who was an independent filmmaker who did some pretty um, artsy films, uh, which involved all kinds of um, imagery that the Christian church weren't too fond of, should we say. Okay. Um, And yeah, he supposedly put a curse on Jimmy Page, which, um, you know, is also Lance Gilbert tends to think may have specul- may have uh, contributed to you know the demise of Led Zeppelin over a period of years because they split up in 1980 after John Bonham had died. Um, but between 75 and 80, they kind of went off the boil big time. And Jimmy Page himself, he rarely puts out any new material these days, whereas you know, Robert Plant and John Paul Jones are always are still you know quite active in the music industry. So that's good seeing how Jimmy Page's interest in the occult may have led to that, um, because that's a part of his part of his life that he rarely talks about anywhere else. I mean, obviously, we didn't speak to Jimmy Page, um, and neither did Lance, so it's, it's done a lot of speculation, but at the same time, it can be confirmed through, like, interviews at the time. So that, that was, um, I mean, I'm a big music fan, so that was a really good interview for me to do with Lance. Awesome, good stuff. Dave, how can people actually get a hold of the magazine if they want to go and check it out? Um, just go to shadowsmagazine.co.uk, download all the back issues on there, they're free to download, um, or go to issue.com, that's I-S-S-U-U.com, um, forward slash shadows even mind, and yeah, all the issues are on there as well. And people can also follow you on Twitter where you're relatively active on the social media side of things. Yeah, not so much at the moment. Um, I kind of stepped back a bit and just, you know, just lurked for a while, observing more than participating. But yeah, that's um, Twitter's at Shadows Magazine. And obviously everything with UAP Media as well. Brilliant. And when will the new magazine be available? It should be out now. Awesome. Good stuff. I've not checked out yet. I just had the previews of it. So uh, get that downloaded, folks. It's available now. And we'll look to do this on a regular basis. The magazine should come out, what, Dave, every every month you aim for? Um, every couple of months, usually. I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, there's generally updates. Um, and the closer I get to releasing it, and uh, the more updates I do. Awesome. Good stuff. Dave, good speaking to you. I'll speak yeah, to you again you soon. Too, mate. Cheers, mate.
back and nearly kissed myself, and I climbed out the window after the elf, and I woke up in my bed, and there was something on my head, and everything was weird, and everything was wet, and I called out to my boys, they thought this was noise, they thought it was a dream, and they thought it was my toys, they thought it was my problems, and they think I should take care of me, and I don't know what it is, because it doesn't really scare me. Thank you.